Welcome to Dare to be Seen, brought to you by Alyssa Vulpez Productions and EDN Publishing. Join our hosts, Alyssa DiNapoli, aka Alyssa Vulpez, author, artist coach, hypnotherapist, singer-songwriter, and drummer, as she engages in down-to-earth, insightful, and inspiring conversations with female indie singer-songwriters around a virtual campfire. We shall discuss the lessons, songs, and personal stories of women who dare to be seen, scratching beneath the surface to give you an insider look into what makes their chosen career sometimes challenging and yet always inescapably compelling. So let's get the show started. Welcome to another episode of Dare to be Seen. I'm your host, Elisa Di Napoli, a.k.a. Elisa Vulpes, and today's episode features Sarah Irvine. And let me tell you something about Sarah. She was born under the southern star side of the Milky Way with a passion for climbing trees and weaving long-winded stories. Sarah's delicate and tender vocals breeze their way straight through the open window and into your heart. This one-time circus acrobat, now wandering musician, has a sensitive songwriting style that invites you to share in musings of friendship and folk tales set against the backdrop of more than half a decade consumed by northern wanderlust. Sarah is one half of the duo Weird Cousins. Before we meet our guest for today, I would like to invite you to go to tinyurl.com slash pod freebies and you will be able to download for free my essential vocal warm-up so you can perform with authentic confidence while keeping your voice safe and healthy. And now here's our guest for today. Midnight December, it all becomes clear. The thing that I love about music is the way that you can connect with other people and you can tell stories and you can have a shared experience through a melody or a set of lines put together to a tune that make you feel something. I think that what I'm really enjoying just now in terms of writing songs is the creative process like for myself really rather than kind of thinking about an audience it's maybe like a form of meditation or like I guess being really present because when you're creating you are like making something and you're really in the moment what brought you to the side of the world from sunny Australia yeah, sometimes I kind of wonder <laughs> as well. Um, but I, I guess the kind of the way it happened was that I was in my mid twenties and sort of a little bit, uh, a little bit lost, I guess. So I, was, I just sort of decided to go traveling um, and take a, a break and just go out and see some places that I really wanted to see. So I ended up going to South America and um, up to. North America and uh, across to Iceland and then came to the UK and um, I had this pen pal who lived in England and I came to stay with her um, and I was just sort of hanging about 
in England, not really knowing what I was going to do. And one of my pals from Australia said, you should go to Edinburgh. I think you really like it there. And this was about kind of Christmas time. So I sort of hop off a train and arrive in Edinburgh and there's kind of fairy lights everywhere and this like Christmas market and just a, a general sort of, I don't know, like feeling of magic and wonder. And I instantly just felt like really at, at home here and um yeah I I then just ended up kind of living here for a year and then I went back to Australia for a while but I guess maybe you know it was still something in my mind um and a place that I still wanted to be so I ended up coming back and I've lived here for almost about five years now so it's been a a little bit of time but yeah, I, it was never a sort of planned thing. I just kind of arrived on a whim and then really felt at home here. So ended up staying. Wow. So have you been um, quite uh, immersed in the in the folk scene? Have you? Yeah, definitely. I think Edinburgh has a really nice, like, it's quite a small place. I sort of feel Edinburgh's a bit of a village. Generally, you always meet someone who knows somebody who you know or has some sort of connection in some way. So... I think Edinburgh definitely has uh, a music community that's very small and vibrant and just full of really um, genuinely like really nice people. Um, <laughs> so I, I've really, I've really enjoyed it. I, I never actually played music in front of people for, for so many years. And I think Edinburgh was kind of the place I, I came to and that, that just became something that I did so it's still still a kind of um, community that I'm meeting people within and kind of um, finding my feet in as well um, but yeah it's definitely it's definitely a nice a lovely place to play music right and and so you've been playing for a while now but has this um, love of music been a recent thing or is it something that's always been in your life I, th- I would say it's always been in my life. I think it was probably just something that um, was a bit quieter for me for quite a lot of my teenage years and like early 20s. Um, my my grandparents were very musical people. They, um, yeah, they were just my, my favorite people really. I um, really, they were such a strong like presence in my life growing up and um, my my grandmother Flo she uh, she played the piano and my granddad Stan he played the harmonica and they were in a concert band together and a union choir so they'd always be kind of doing these concerts and singing a lot of union songs and also putting on these kind of plays and performances and variety shows and things like that so there was always a lot of um, kind of performance around my own parents. Um, I'm not, I mean, they love music, but they never, never really like played anything. Um, so it was more the influence of my dad's mum and dad. Um, my grandmother really, she had this, such a strong desire for one of the grandchildren to like play piano. Right. And she, I have all of these older cousins who are all boys. And so she went through them all like one at a time, trying to teach them piano and all of them gave it up. <laughs> and so by the time it came to me, I think she'd sort of lost a little bit of um, um, energy for, for, for it. But I, w- I was definitely really keen. I, I would go around to her house um, after school and when I was a teenager and she would kind of teach me different 
tunes just by ear on piano. So I learned a lot of like Beethoven songs that she really liked and um, some songs from musicals and, and things like that. She was really into honky tonk music, a lot of music from like the 30s and 40s as well. Right. So did you did you uh, teach yourself music with her help? Is that what happened? Say that kind of is how I've I've come to music. I, I definitely always sang and I sang a lot as a as a child. Um, I think my parents put me into some some sort of singing group. I have this strong memory of singing, being being the one chosen to sing a solo at this big performance when I was five years old. And we sang this, that song by, um, it's by USA for Africa, the one that they made, right. the charity song, We Are the World. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> so I had this really high solo when I was five years old and it was like, a really big moment my year one teacher came to see me perform and and stuff like that so I, I was always sort of singing but um I just had so many other interests that music sort of it fell to the wayside for quite a lot of my um for a lot of my life and then I guess coming to Edinburgh and kind of just finding my voice again and 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 I guess yeah just learning some things and meeting some people who were of a similar sort of mind and attitude um, mm. really inspired me to kind of just give it a go and, and start playing more. And so, that when you started writing your own songs was, or, or was it something that you were doing even before that? Um, I mean, seriously, probably only started writing songs, I guess, in the last maybe five years, five, six years, but um I, de- I do have memories of like writing really terrible songs as a teenager <laughs> that kind of like went along with a lot of angsty poetry and I I I've wrote a lot of songs about peace and like I, I I just yeah like political songs but I don't think that they were they weren't I don't have a memory of what they sounded like. So would you say your your music now does does it revolve around a specific topic that you're particularly passionate about or you know is there a message in your music or not really? I guess a lot of the things that I've written I would say are based on kind of experiences that I've had and the music that I like to play is is kind of about stories and I guess the thing that I love about music is the way that you can connect with other people and you can tell stories and you can have a shared experience through a melody or a set of lines put together to a tune that make you feel something so I guess in terms of a message I don't really ever set out with a particular goal it 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 kind of is just something ephemeral sometimes that that happens or something that I'm expressing and I, I guess that there are messages in it but it's not something that um I'm I'm necessarily like like thinking of um, right. particularly it's 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 more related to experience and I guess kind of trying a way to form that experience into something that other people could relate to in a way that might be meaningful for them mm-hmm. okay would you say that you you write more for yourself or or for other people so in other words you know if there was no audience would you still write songs or is is it essential for you to have an audience um i'm i'm definitely like don't have an audience at the moment really so for a lot of lockdown i didn't actually feel like playing music um 
which is fine. I think it's a sort of strange time to be a musician, to also just to be creative and to feel inspired. But um, I, I've i started doing um, a little bit more sort of being a bit more like disciplined about writing and actually setting time aside to be creative. So actually in August, I've been trying to write a song every day, um, which has been a really interesting experience because it also um, started at the exact same time that I started working again for the first time in like six months. So it was a little bit difficult to be writing a song and also like working in a different job. But um, I think that what I'm really enjoying just now in terms of writing songs is the creative process like for myself really Mm -hmm. rather than kind of thinking about an audience or who's going to listen to the song I'm I'm sort of really becoming aware of myself I guess as a creative person and the way that creativity is a really um important like form of expression just in terms of process so I'm I'm really just enjoying the process of sitting down and writing a song and not really knowing what it's going to be, but also not setting any expectations for myself in terms of what it's mm. going to be and just enjoying the kind of process of that. Um, right, so it's more like a surprise every time. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's it's definitely a surprise. I think sometimes you can be feeling a certain way and like want to write about that and 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 have maybe a purpose that um you feel for it but i i definitely am am more more just kind of being disciplined about sitting setting aside time to be creative and to just do it as a process and not think about it in terms of producing anything or there being an end product just mm, yes kind of um just being creative i guess it's maybe like a form of meditation or like I guess being really present because when you're creating you are like making something and you're really in the moment so it's quite a it's quite a like beautiful and also I guess um just like a healthy thing I I feel for my own sort of sanity to be doing yeah and and I can relate to that because you know sometimes when I um when I try to write a song uh, or or even you know if I um you know I play the drums as well and sometimes uh, if I think that there is an outcome or you know I I have to learn a particular uh, riff or I need to come up with uh, something specific it can actually hinder my creative process because then I get hung up on the result and I'm not enjoying the actual process anymore you know, so I think, yeah, it's really important to to play, meaning, you know, like a kid plays without thinking about what's what's the result of this playing, you know. Definitely. I definitely think of it in terms of kind of children as well. Like I look my my sort of second, I guess, profession in a way is I, I've worked a lot in education been doing a lot of work in like forest schools and um, and just I guess play-based education and I I guess that's the thing that I guess a lot of educators and and people who do research into the way that children develop and what's important I guess for us is is we do like live in a world that is very kind of product-based or 
where we create these kind of internal images of what we think we should be making or what somebody else says is good rather yeah. than just participating in the kind of process of being and that that in itself is actually a really valid and valuable thing to do. Mm, absolutely, yeah. And um, also specifically in this time when um, then it all comes back to the artist herself, you know, and the music itself and, and art for art's sake, you know. It's, I, I think, a really, maybe a really important thing to kind of come back to. I think if you're playing a lot of shows or gigging a lot and just on that sort of cycle of going around and doing and doing those sorts of things, it can kind of make you forget or, like, you spend a lot of time preparing for mm. those moments instead mm-hmm. of just sitting and, and just being um, creative, I guess, and just in the art form. Yeah, I have to say, you know, talking about the campfire, that's uh, one of my favorite moments is when, you know, we're all sitting around, maybe I'm a bit of a hippie, you know, but sitting around the campfire and just singing a song and there's, and it doesn't matter, you know, it's not because I want the applause, it's not because anyone is listening, but it is about the connection and it is about being and yeah, I think it's important to just um, step away sometimes from this um idea of having to have an, a you know a product something to sell i guess society has become this kind of really product based sort of place to be where everything is about what you produce and 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 kind of judged in in a way rather than taking things back to this simple processes and just like really enjoying a more mm. simple way of experiencing experiencing things i think that I know for myself, I definitely like long for that, those sorts of connections with other people and also like as an individual, like with myself and like with, I guess, natural places just to just um, slow down and make it a bit more simple and, and enjoy them for what they are rather than needing to meet some sort of goal. Yeah, and I guess that links with something I wanted to talk about as well in terms of, you know, being a working musician, having... Um, another job, a day job versus, you know, uh, earning your money through just music. I, I often have met people who have been discouraged or have felt depressed or I've thought, oh, you know, I'm not a real musician because I'm not selling enough albums. So, you know, uh, it's just it's just a hobby. And, uh, and, and you know, I thought that was a bit of a, a toxic way to think because, you know, then... Um, then it's all about earning money you know it's all about money and music is not really it's not it's not about money at all so i wonder you know how i suppose i want to ask um you know a lot of musicians have these day jobs because of course it's particularly tough especially now to earn a living only playing music and i was wondering how does this affect you yeah i i think my own experience has been I guess, like as an artist generally and as a creative person generally, I, I think fairly recently, probably even within the last like couple of weeks, I've I've really been thinking about this a lot and thinking about how I for such a long time never really considered myself like a very creative or an artist. I found that kind of the the name or the title of artist or musician a very difficult thing. Mm-hmm. to um to own and to say like that's what that's what I am yeah and 
I, I mean, I guess there's all kinds of reasons why that can sort of happen just in terms of growing up in a, in a kind of world where generally like creativity isn't something that's necessarily like widely celebrated. I think in many ways it is, but the arts are often kind of the very first things to sort of be placed to the side when there's difficulties like in government or seen as maybe not having as much value as actually that like they're the very things that make life very like enriching and um yeah just can really help people to express themselves and it's like a very uniquely human sort of thing to like make stuff and to create things and especially music like it's such a such a strange thing when you think about it that we that we that we do and that we're able to do so yeah I think for myself this kind of idea of taking ownership of that is something that I've been thinking a lot about and I think in in being able to just be a creative person and to be like I I am like an artist or I am a musician and not really think about that in terms of the way that society says yes you are that or not that but more the way that you feel that as like an individual or even that you want that kind of like that if you speak it it will become like I don't know it'll come into existence or something through some form of magic but um yeah I I think I think definitely it can be quite a difficult a difficult challenge um in a world that really celebrates, I guess, what you've produced. It's that same sort of thing, isn't it? Like, what do you have to show to prove that you are something? And I guess the question is, like, why should you ever really have to prove that you are something? Yeah. Because um, you can you can really be anything that you, that you want to be. I guess you're the only one who has to kind of know it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like... Um are you good enough, you know, and uh, and this, I think it's a problem that a lot of people, musicians and non-musicians have, um, this idea that we have to prove ourselves, we have to be worthy of love and belonging, we, you know, we need to deserve things, and uh, and how do you deserve it, by, you know, what what is the standard that measures that worth? And I think a lot of other professions just maybe don't have that, I mean, it's not that you, like, go to some sort of dinner party or I don't know, any any sort of gathering and you meet someone and they say to you like, oh, I'm a, I'm a teacher or I'm a doctor and you then question them like, or I'm not saying that a lot of people question me, but I think maybe there is this maybe inner battle of like feeling that you have to prove yourself in a certain way that maybe other people in, in some professions don't have the same experience of. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's maybe just a right to be creative and, and maybe that links back to kind of the way that a lot of creativity is seen within society by many many people and in just like subtle ways that um it's kind of something that is seemed to be a little less like worthy than some other things when well i suppose it's not a thing that you can measure you know anything that you can't really measure in a capitalist society is not really going to be seen as as worthy as something that can be measured you know, so we go back to that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's all, it's it's kind of it doesn't really work within a capitalist society, does it? I think. No, and and also the other thing that I often think is about the idea of creativity you know um like some people have it some people don't if you have it you're special and i think there's a bit there's something wrong with that because actually personally i don't believe that some people aren't creative i think we are all born creative but then you know we are told that we're not good enough that that's not you know we can't draw therefore we're not really creative or something like that you know I mean, creativity is just a, is, is expressing yourself, isn't it? There's all types of different ways of being creative and you see children being creative from, like, I guess from the moment they're born. I mean, maybe not the exact moment they're born, but very early on in their lives, like being creative and, and playing. I guess creativity in my mind is, like you said, just a kind of a form of play and I think that dependent on what your experience is that as an adult, like playing is not something that's really um, sort of accepted. I mean, being a little bit silly, being playful, I, I, there is this kind of idea of like when you grow up, that's not really something that you do anymore because you do, I don't know, more serious things. Yeah. And not everybody has this experience. It's like it's different for everyone, but I think yeah, it, it is a shame if somebody thinks that they're not creative because literally it it's creative just to live, you know, to make different decisions and, like, go different places and to make anything is, like, an act of creativity, so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could be creative and making a meal, you know, and doing gardening, you know, whatever it may be. And I think it's more about, you know, when you are crafting a song or writing... Um, you know, say you write a book, uh, you have those two um, moments. First comes the play, so the exploration of what could be, and that needs to be free and doesn't need to be attached to any outcome. And then you have the second part, which is more about the editing, the crafting, the eliminating, you know. And I think a lot of people get stuck on, on the judgment that is required for that second part because of course you need to be analytical in that second part and judge what's not working so well and what is working but they they then jump uh you know to that instead of you know looking at the just the playfulness and the and the joy of simply exploring what is there definitely because i'm and I, and I mean like in terms of creativity if if, if your ultimate goal is to i don't know create a lovely song or like a, a, I don't know if there's a perfect song maybe but um you you want a, something that you're proud to show other people and you, you feel good about then that that's great but if I know from my own experience if, if you start out with this sort of I guess ambitious idea of what this thing this creative um being is going to turn into then you're right it can just kind of stifle that because you've got this you do have that voice of kind of judgment um telling you the way that it should be or telling you that it's not good enough or that you should just give up or like I and you you can't really do anything with that but if you write something and even if you write the worst thing in the world I guess like you you can still have something to work with you can still edit it you can still turn it into something else and and make it better but if you don't have anything to begin with and you don't get past that initial thing then you don't really end up with anything that you can 
kind of polish, I guess. Yes, and I think it's also related to the idea of ego, you know, like, why are we actually making music? You know, is it for applause? Is it because we want somebody to say, yay, you're great, you're fantastic? Or is it something else? I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but it's like, I am, I'm hearing that that's not what it's, where it's at for you, that... For you, it, it's, I'm not sure, is it perhaps something more spiritual, would you say, or? Yeah, I guess, I guess I don't, I don't know where it necessarily comes from. I think, I think music is just something that is so important. It's such like an ephemeral sort of thing that just kind of affects you. But I also, I think that it's maybe about connection and for me it's like such an important way of being able to connect with other people in a kind of world that feels like more difficult to connect with people than than ever before for myself I find that anyway I think we spend a lot of time working because we need money to pay for our bills and our rent and so when they're tired and we go home and we don't have as enough and like as much time to spend with people who we love or they don't have as much time to spend with us and I think that for me music is like a, a, a way of really being able to connect with other people and connect through experience and songs and I think it's just one of those things that you, I don't I don't really know if I have the kind of answer for what for what it is that about it that kind of makes it so important but I mean I know that singing is definitely definitely something that just makes me feel lighter and better when I when I participate in it as a sort of medium so I think yeah it's just the the love of that is just kind of this ephemeral feeling, I guess, of feeling like it's the right thing to be doing and feeling, I guess, good about about making making sounds and making noise and different things like that. Yeah, well, I, I can certainly relate about the lack of connection and uh, having to work a lot and not having enough time for your friends, for your family, and and then being really tired even even when you do have the time. So yeah, I'm not sure where that comes from, but I have I you know I I have heard that we are one of the generations that's working the most, you know, um, in terms of how many hours we spend actually working and a lot of those hours for a lot of us is also in front of screens which can be a very strange experience and I think you know playing an instrument can bring you back to basics and so I'm just jumping to something slightly different I guess I I was curious about your relationship with the so-called music industry is you know is the music industry something that interests you at all is what part does it play you know in your practice I guess like I guess in terms of trying to like to gig and 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 tour music and things like that um the music industry it's sort of a strange sort of thing to think about I guess I never really thought for a long time about pursuing music I think it was more about finding other people to to play with and and just making the music but there definitely for me has come a point where I felt 
it would be just really great to be like out there and playing and meeting people and using this medium as a way to really meet other people and to tell stories and to connect. Um, and it's not really like a very easy sort of thing, I guess, to, to have to um, engage with. I, I guess I, I find it difficult because I find the kind of marketing of yourself the kind of almost branding yourself in a certain way, mm. a, a very odd experience to have. And also sometimes struggle, I guess, with the judgment of others. And that's sort of what we were talking before about feeling like you have to prove yourself. Mm. And I guess in terms of working in the music industry, you have to have a lot of online content. You have to have things that you've released. You have to really have a lot of a, like a significant online presence in order to convince people to hire you, which yeah. I guess makes sense, but I'm not so good at that sort of self-marketing sort of thing. So I think my my plan had been to, I, I went back to Australia for four months over the winter here and I was going to come back and um, I was playing in a band last year with my friend Nikki, Weird Cousins, um, and Nikki's from Australia as well. So she decided to move back in uh, September last year, just after we released our EP, which is not great timing, but I guess in terms of the the journey that we went on together, it was quite well bookended in, in, in terms of releasing the EP and finishing that time and then like moving on. But um, it was definitely a sort of weird, weird time for me to sort of find my feet and, and be on my own and go, okay, well, I guess I just do this on, on my own now. And um, yeah, just finding the kind of the way that I had to market myself was a little bit different. And it was difficult, obviously, to use something from a band when you're not in that band anymore. You're trying to market yourself as a, as a solo act it, it is been an interesting time and then to sort of come back to Edinburgh just I just literally came back two weeks before um lockdown um started so it wasn't really the right time to be meeting other people to start a new band or even a particularly um good time I guess to be playing gigs it's not really kind of possible and the things that I had planned had, had um were cancelled like so many other people so um yeah, I think it's it's been an interesting time to think about how I maybe want to play music and how I want to engage with the kind of industry of working in music. And I, I think it just can, it, it's so hard for so many people. And I think really it's just maybe how badly you, you I don't know. I, I think lots of people can want it badly and it can still be like a difficult sort of thing to engage with because it does kind of go against those natural, um, the natural ways that you play music and you engage with people and you tell the stories. It, it, it sort of takes it down a different avenue in, in terms of making yourself a kind of business or having to promote yourself in a certain way. Yeah. But, Do you feel it like that it interferes? You know, the, the having to market yourself, do you feel it interferes with the authenticity of of the music you know I, I found it myself a difficult thing to do for many years I struggled with this idea of marketing myself um, 
really <laughs> didn't uh, I didn't and uh, and then I ended up thinking well you know oh why am I not super famous <laughs> like I'm not super famous because I didn't do any marketing and it's like well oh do I want to do marketing how does does that feel real does that ah uh, you know how to do this in an authentic way ah oh, how do you deal with that <laughs> I think my way of dealing with it has been probably to not engage with it and then probably suffer the sort of effects of not gigging as much as I probably would like to or um, maybe not having as many opportunities. But I, I think, yeah, I think that sort of question of authenticity and and the way that you stay kind of true to, to what it is you want to do is, is, I guess, like sometimes a difficult um line to walk um yeah I, I I sort of feel I guess maybe it's just the price you have to pay if like if that's mm -hmm. if, if that's what we want to do that's kind of the story yeah of the way that it is for for the for the industry and I think unfortunately it, it is just kind of the case that um there are these sort of strategies aren't they in terms of the way um, you you market yourself or you have an Instagram page or yeah you, you present you promote yourself and, and yeah. there are some people who are really good at that or some people who have enough money to pay somebody else to do it for them who are really good at it mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I, I think in terms of what we're presented as the kind of success of the music industry to me is not necessarily the people who I want to be listening to because yeah. maybe I mean, there's great music out there and people are doing it everywhere. And that's it's it's awesome. It's awesome how many people play and and how the internet has allowed us to sort of share in a completely different way and, and to give, I guess, a lot more opportunity to people as well to be able to upload music, to share their music and their thoughts and yeah. their craft. And, um, but I, I think in terms of what what the music industry maybe represents to me when I hear that word and I think of kind of big names and things like that that's not really kind of the music I necessarily like listen right, to right 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 and and so for you you know if I if you had to define what success means to you how would you define it just for yourself I guess probably just being happy and and feeling like you have a way to express yourself and yeah, I, I, I think it is an interesting sort of question, this idea of success. And I think that probably it's something that's transitioning in my brain in a different way because there's all kinds of small successes that I'm, it's good to give yourself credit for in terms of the way that you're brave in moments or you, you know, even writing a song is a success. You know, like you sat down and you gave enough time to that moment and you made something so I think really success for me is probably about authenticity and and being true to whatever I feel like I should be making in a particular time and and less about how much I got paid you know yeah and absolutely more yeah about kind of the people I was able to meet and share music with and the joy that I got from that so it's really more about joy and, and happiness for me definitely Wonderful. Yeah, I think this is a very good um, way of looking at it, you know, and it's, and it's positive and it's uplifting. 
So um, I want, um, I really would like the our listeners to listen to your beautiful voice and your, you know, your music now. So um, just before we we play um, this song, Bright Star, uh, today, do you just want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, um, it's like a, it's a newer song. I wrote it when I was... Um, well, about like the end of last year, which doesn't feel like that long ago, but you think like it's August now. I think this time has moved in a very strange way this year. So um, it doesn't feel like a, a very old song. But um, I guess it's the kind of song where it's it's about thinking about a moment or a time that you've had and how maybe like you or somebody else might like view that in the future and 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 kind of just wondering about someone you've loved or yeah it's I I, I can't really say much more about it than yeah that. it's just probably better to play it <laughs> all right so this is bright star <clears throat> Thank you. 
There's a bottom of my shoes In the dust how I doubt To find love true I miss the tangle of blue There's surely a bright star in your heart Really lovely. And there's something about the way you play that reminds me, I don't know, of the 70s somehow and folk music and I, I that's for me it's a huge compliment because I, I just love 70s folk music <laughs> so uh, well uh, thank you so much for for delighting us with um with your voice with your guitar and you know to just for being on the show it's really been lovely to have you thank you so much for having me it's always nice to have a conversation about music and yeah it, it's it's been a real pleasure thank you for having me that was my guest, whom I'd like to thank once again for coming to the show. Every week I'll be chatting to fantastic indie performers to uncover what it really takes to be a female, independent singer-songwriter in this day and age, and how we can support one another to keep shining our light onto the world through our creative endeavors. So make sure you don't miss out by subscribing to Dare to be Seen and follow us on socials at tinyurl.com slash dare to be seen pod. I've been your host, Elisa Di Napoli, aka Elisa Vulpas. Thank you for listening and please do rate and review the show. I'd love to hear your thoughts, unless you hate me, in which case you can skip that bit. That's all for this episode of Dare to be Seen. Join the conversation on facebook.com slash groups slash dare to be seen podcast and help create an empowering community of independent female singer songwriters who support one another for show notes resources and information on today's episode visit tinyurl.com slash dare to be seen pod and remember to shine your own unique light onto the world it needs it <laughs> <laughs>